Welcome to You Talk. I'm in the studio with Steve and Katie, and I have a really good feeling about the show today. Well, I'm glad you have a good feeling, Larissa, because we don't want bad feelings. <laughs> no, bad feelings are very, very unkosher for the holiday season because, you know, there's a special holiday coming around the corner. Yep, it's one of my favorite because it involves eating. Oh, all that turkey uh, and no, the mashed potatoes oh, and the pumpkin pie. You must be talking about Thanksgiving. Of course we are. (laughs) And that's what we're going to be talking about on today's show. Um, But it's not your typical grandma's pilgrim story. You know, I remember having to make those silly pilgrim hats when I was in school, in elementary school, you know, out of construction paper. Did you wear them? we, We did. You know, like half the class had to make you know, pilgrim hats and the other half like had, you know, made Indian, you know, crown with feathers. Did you have to dress for the hat? I think we just got like aprons and that was like good enough. <laughs> I sure wouldn't want to. I mean, I can remember dressing up too, but I never wanted to do the turkey thing because I was not about to wear feathers. I don't think he would look good in feathers. I um, don't think so. I will leave it at that. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Steve and Larissa, you guys had the chance to cover a red carpet event for a brand new film called Saints and Strangers. What's that film about? I'm glad you asked, Katie, because since we're talking about Thanksgiving, that film is actually about the first Thanksgiving. Um, but really, it's about the events that transpired leading up to that first Thanksgiving. And it was definitely more than just about the pilgrim hats and the feathers or no feathers, hopefully <laughs> in some cases. Because, <laughs> um, you know, I think most of us are familiar with the pilgrims and the Indians and, you know, everybody got along and then, you know, we have Thanksgiving. Um, but, you know, National Geographic Channel produced this four-hour movie that is this brand new project that actually digs a lot deeper into what happened at Plymouth and how they came over in the sometimes harsh conditions. And it's a tale of 101 men, women, and children who crossed the Atlantic Ocean from England and here into what wasn't even called the U.S. yet, that's the New World. And so this incredible story, you know, is is talking about not just the basics of pilgrims and Indians, but really talking about all the history behind it and all the events that led up to what we know as Thanksgiving. Um, in fact, um, for you Mad Men fans out there, there's some familiar face like in Vincent Carthizer. He played Pete on that show. And uh, if you're a Pitch Perfect fan, Anna Camp, one of the oh. uh, ladies, um, she is in this. And uh, there's a lot of other well-known actors and some new faces as well. And, uh, you know, it's an exciting thing. Yeah, it really was. I, I really enjoyed it uh, seeing. Uh, we only got to see part one at the uh, premiere, but it was an awesome experience being able to uh, um, interview the cast members and and even other celebrities that were walking the gold carpet. I say gold because it's usually red, but gold is a key color in the National Geographic logo. So it was kind of a clever twist. Sounds like a great film. Looking forward to seeing it. Let's check out what the cast had to say about why this film is important for our generation and things and people they are thankful for in their lives. Hey, it's Larissa with the one and only Aaron Carter. How you doing today, Aaron? Good, how you doing? So we're here at the Saints and Strangers premiere. Now, this this movie is about Thanksgiving. Why do you think a film like this is important to the next generation? I mean, I think it's just so important to know where you come from. My uh, my lineage traces back to the Mayflower. My, my grandfather was a genealogist for about 40 years of his life. Wow. So And he traced back our lineage, and my brother and I 
the Carter family. We we stem from the Fuller family, and then it went to um, the Crippers. So anyway, back to what you were saying is like knowing where you come from and like who you are really makes a difference. Yeah, so th- this actually ma- has special significance to you. Not not just the film, but just the whole story of how this country started. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm very interested in, in seeing what this is about because of my lineage and my connection with it in, in, in itself, you know. Um, and kind of on that token, you know, what are some of the things in your life that you're thankful for the most? I'm thankful for my, my family. I'm thankful for my fans. I'm thankful for my career. Um, my my uh, my health. Your health. <laughs> and 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 speaking of you, we'll go back to you. Um, what are some of the projects that are coming up for you? Are you going back to doing some music? Yeah, I, I've been touring, doing the college circuits. I mean, I do about two hundred shows a year. I don't ever stop. I haven't released any music in over ten years. So, uh, but now I'm at the point where I'm going to be producing my whole project, meaning I make the tracks, I make the beats, I do all that stuff, and so it's going to be coming uh, straight from me. So, look forward to it. All right. Well, we're all going to be you know waiting for more music and. Thank you so much, Aaron, for stopping by. Of course. Hi, this is Steve with Barry Sloan. Barry, are you excited to be here? I am, yeah. It's nice to share something. You go away and you make these private projects for a while in South Africa and you leave it for the people to play around with and fix, and then everybody gets to share it, so it's nice to share it. In thinking about this film, why is this film in particular important to the next generation? Well, I think it's being told in a way that hasn't been told before, and genuinely. There's no heroes, there's no villains, no one's being painted as the great decision makers that came in and, and fixed things. It's about human error. Oh. You know what I mean? It's yes. about human survival. Yes. And that is something that can resonate with people, not only in 1620, but right now. We're all making decisions like these people. And if we can show the bravery that these people found when they came over on this ship to build this incredible country, I think we'll be doing well. We all need a good example. We all need encouragement. We Completely. all need somebody we can look to, and especially when it's it's just human. It's it's all of us together Absolutely. living on this planet. Absolutely. And that's what's nice about Thanksgiving is everybody gets together. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And maybe maybe all these people crammed into this <laughs> ship is kind of what it feels like sometimes in your family house on Thanksgiving. So that's right. a thought. That's right. <laughs> At least you can go watch the football. <laughs> that's for sure. And especially coming from a large Italian family. It does <laughs> get a little crowded. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Have you noticed something in particular that we in this country take for granted i think your sense of go and achieve whatever you want Mm. you know and you encourage this i'm not saying this doesn't happen in england i'm saying there's a little more cynicism from time to time what i love about being here and what i love about my daughter growing up and being raised in this country Uh is that she can literally go for anything that she wants to that's not to say she'll get it but she's entitled to have a good crack so absolutely i'm thrilled at that you can be who you want to be yes that and that's something i love about this country completely and and for those who feel like they can't be anything they can change of course and that's what you know the the people who came on this but not the saints the saints came um for a different thing but the strangers who came over who paid money for a new start, mm-hmm. to start farms, start families, start lives. It's a dream. Thanks for being on the show. We appreciate it. Look forward to seeing the, the movie. Pleasure. Thanks. Pleasure. I'm here with the writer of this incredible project, Seth Fisher. How are you doing, Seth? Doing well, thank you. Um, now, how long did it take for you to write the script? Ooh, it happened pretty fast. Uh, we started in February, myself and Eric Overmeyer, and we hit the ground running, and we wrote all the way through shooting. So we shot from June through August, and the, sort of the writing process, uh, certainly in television and film, you sort of keep going as long as you can until you've shot it all, and then you've got to give it away, and then you edit it and maybe rewrite it in the editing process a little bit. So 
it took the whole time, I would say. <laughs> now, how much of the film is based on history and how much of it you took some creative liberties? We took uh, very few creative liberties um, beyond the dialogue and the specific interactions. In general, all of the major set pieces, all of the major turns in the plot are accurate. We were under very strict parameters not to just make things up and that was a big reason for telling the story was to get it right because we've we've heard the wrong versions before we've been taught the wrong version for a long time and um, hopefully we got it right well and to that end like why is a film like this so important not just for this generation for but for generations to come it's important because um, it's really you know the, the beginning of a nation not in a sort of political sense but there was Roanoke, there was Jamestown, but everybody points to Plymouth. And it was a group of people from mixed origins, not just pilgrims, but also the so-called strangers. It was a commercial venture, and they arrived on a place that was as foreign as the moon. And there were already people there, and they had to learn how to coexist, um, for better or worse, or not coexist. And from that came a nation, and that's really the beginning. That's what we point to. Well, and it's a remarkable story, you know, no matter, you know, how you tell the story. So one last question. Now that you've kind of gone through this process of this big history lesson, what are some of the things that you now maybe think you have taken for granted that maybe you're more thankful for after doing this project? I am thankful for usually working in the same time zone um, versus uh, shooting in one time zone and writing in another time zone. But more importantly... I'm thankful for my lovely family. <laughs> family is always a good answer. You can never go wrong with that. Well, thank you so much for taking your time, and, and best of luck for this project and future projects. Right, thank you. I am here with Jesse Bruchak. Jesse, what is it that you had to do with this film? I was brought in to first translate the script into the Eastern Algonquin language that was used, a language very similar to that that would have been spoken uh, by the Native American peoples that were met by the pilgrims. Uh, I then was also given the task of being a dialect and dialogue coach for all of the actors who would be speaking the language, and that of course included most of the Native cast members and even some of the pilgrims uh, learned some of the Native language and had some lines, so it was quite a task. Well, I was gonna, uh, you took the words right out of my mouth, quite a task. Yeah. Okay, when you think of, of this film, why is this film important to the next generation? You know, I, as again, I was brought in, I'm a language instructor, I've been teaching the language for 20 years. Of course, the future of the survival of indigenous languages lies in our youth. Um, we're always trying to get them inspired in their in their cultural, uh, their history, in the background. And indigenous languages are something that can enrich all of us, whether we're native or not. Uh, they are a legacy of our nation. They enrich us. There are place names all over America, like the state Massachusetts itself, which means uh, at the big mountain. Many people don't realize that, um, that we're speaking native language all the time. We say things like, uh-huh. We're saying yes uh, in the Eastern Algonquin language. So, That's awesome. Uh, we, we can learn a lot about our own roots as Americans in general with the recognition that there are all these indigenous languages and that many of them, hundreds of them, are still spoken today. Okay, keeping uh, with the theme of Thanksgiving, that's what this film is really all about. Anything in particular that strikes you um, right off the top of your head of things we take for granted in this country? 
Yeah, I think just having the sustenance that we need to survive, which the pilgrims really did not have. They didn't have enough food. They didn't have enough good drink. They didn't have enough just to get from one day to the next. And many people died because of that, and we see that in this film. And it was the native people who knew how to work the land. Akika Hadith. They knew how to produce corn, squash, beans, which all became gifts that enriched the, the world because they were first cultivated by indigenous peoples of the Americas and given, of course, by Desquantum or Squanto as a gift and that first Thanksgiving. Sounds like there's a lot we can learn from this film. Absolutely. One more quick question for you. Uh, who in your life are you most thankful for? I, I'm going to have to say I'm most thankful for my father. And again, looking at the next generation, he really put us on a path uh, where he was very involved in our culture and uh, helped me to find a way into it. And working with the language as I do is all because of him. So I would say because of my father. Being thankful for your father is always a good place to go. Absolutely. Thanks, Jesse. We appreciate you being on the show. Uh, and Doc Agui, you're welcome. You know, uh, Saints and Strangers really does help us uh, bring this epic story of American history to life. It, I mean, it really was a powerful film. I'm really looking forward to seeing um, the rest of it, which is going to be showing very shortly, um, because I feel like, you know, we we just read a couple paragraphs in our history books and like we never really get to hear like the whole side of what happened with the Indians. And it wasn't as cut and dry as like, oh, there were bad Indians. There were, you know. Like, yeah, no, it really and, wasn't. It, it was gritty and it was gruesome. It was harsh, but it's real life. It was about humanity surviving. And, and you know, it's it's harsh and grueling today, you know, in life in a different way, of course. But um, there's some it gives you a chance to really reflect, I think. And I, I think all the cast members were just really excited to have characters that were really like three dimensional and that, you know, it wasn't just the basic surfacey story of telling a Thanksgiving, but you know, people die. I mean, oops, spoiler alert. Um, (laughs) Thanks. Way to go, Larissa. No, it's true though. And and this was not a, a, you know, a typical Hollywood film that a script writer uh, came up with the concept. This was history and they were trying to tell this as accurately as they could. At least that's what we heard uh, from the writer of the film or the writer of the script that, that they were trying to stay pretty close. They even used dialect coach um, to, you know, work on dialects for the the Indian characters. They actually spoke, you know, a dialect that was spoken back then, as opposed to using English with an Indian accent. You know, <laughs> yeah. And in, uh, in talking to to the linguist, I was impressed. Uh, I have trouble enough with English, and to have, you know, for the cast members, they had sixty six days, uh, less than sixty six days to uh, study their lines and film this. And of course, uh, the Mayflower had 66 days to make the the trip from England to the New World. But I was impressed that they were speaking the the actual Native American dialect. I also think that the uh, quote-unquote pilgrims um, actually were speaking, you know, they're trying to also get the dialect correct of what English spoken at that era, yes. you know, yes. uh, that British English, a little bit more old English. And so, you know, at the beginning of the movie, it actually takes a little bit of adjusting to the language because people don't speak like that nowadays, you know. Yeah, maybe it was good, Katie, you weren't with us, because you can be an English Nazi from time to time, a grammar Nazi. So maybe, I don't know, Larissa, maybe it was better Uh, that you and I did cover this one. Oh, I'll just have to watch it and see for myself. I think you'll truly like it. 
Well, thanks for listening to this special Thanksgiving edition of You Talk. You can watch Saints and Strangers on Netflix, Hulu, as well as National Geographic's YouTube channel. And don't forget that you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Utah Radio. And of course, you can find us online at utahradio.com. We love for you to spread the word. We'll see you next time right here on Utah. Remember, you're not alone. You do matter. Together, we're Utah. Utah Radio with Steve, Larissa, and Katie.